listeners, welcome new listeners to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're in Season 6 on Episode 6, Baby Talk. And here with me on the main stage is my co-host, Jen, your booty is so smooth. Hi, Jen. Hi, Steve. That was, that was something else. <laughs> well, thank you. I thought that would be well-received by you. Uh, before we get started, we have an email from Hugo. We got two Swedish emails this week. Nice. One we'll read before, one we'll read after, because the second one uh, talks about this episode a little bit. Okay. And not very glowingly, which surprised me, because I love this episode. Yeah. So let's start with Hugo. What's up, guys? Hugo here. In the last podcast episode, you guys mentioned the Norwegian podcast and that you didn't really know the difference between the two countries. So let me educate you. All right, side note here. This is not Hugo. This is me. Uh, he gets a little insulting about the surrounding um, Nordic countries. Oh, no. So we don't want to start a war, but since I think they're all fairly neutral, <laughs> we can go ahead and assume that they like to lightly rib each other. I mean, is it like an America-Canada thing? It's like a Minnesota-Canada thing. Okay. All right. The most important difference between us Swedes and our Northwestern neighbors is that Sweden is bigger, better, and we, <laughs> and we don't walk around on skis as much. Well, I think that's a negative there, Hugo. I'd rather be on skis, but I'll continue. Depends if you're walking or skiing. I, I think we're assuming they're on snow and being able to ski. I, yeah, that sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, that, they, that doesn't seem like such a great country if they're walking around on concrete on skis. <laughs> Point Norway. Also, Norwegians are dumber than Swedes. Oh, God. We Swedes joke about them the same way people joke about blonde women. How many Norwegians does it take to screw in a light bulb? Stuff like that. This is a real missed opportunity by Hugo here to talk about the Canadian jokes. (laughs) Oh, no, it's dark. Yeah, like they're scared of the dark or something. All right, he goes on. The languages are quite similar with a few big differences. We usually describe the three Scandinavian languages like a night out. Swedish, before drinking has started, your head is clear, and you're speaking normally. Norwegian, you have started getting tipsy, a little happier than normal, and you are speaking very friendly. Danish, you are drunk as hell and cannot speak comprehensibly. You you will black out tonight. (laughs) Nice. P.S. Icelandic and Finnish would be the next two steps where Finnish is, for us, what Jabba drunk is to Barney in Season 9. To end on a note that actually has something to do with Himium, I agree with Felix. Sven are definitely not Swedish. They sound more German. Like, they are literally just German. Take okay. care. I can see that. And he signs off the scuba diver. <laughs> Thank you, Hugo. I feel like last time he was Lorenzo von Matterhorn. <laughs> yes. He really likes Barney's playbook nicknames. I'm here for it. Thanks for writing in, Hugo. Nice to learn a little bit more about that part of the world. <laughs> I think let's keep this history lesson uh, to ourselves and not spread this. <laughs> this slander? Yeah, this slander to <laughs> other people. Oh, you're Norwegian. Well, here's what I hear about you. I mean, that's true. I just read a book about a character from Switzerland, and lots of people thought she was from Sweden. She got mad about it. Hmm. So that's my contribution to this conversation. It's a we all look alike to you kind of thing? No, I think they just mixed it up. Yeah, no, she was blonde. I, you don't accent. look alike. One of my best friends is... <laughs> 
<laughs> no, there was no trying to save it. All right, baby talk. I really enjoyed this episode. I think this is one of the highlights of season six. I liked this episode, but I didn't laugh a lot in it, which was mm. surprising to me. Like, I enjoyed it all the way through, but not a lot of laugh out loud moments for me. Okay, well, let's break it down. We start off at Claudia and Stewart's, who we haven't seen in a while, not since the intervention. Right. And they're getting a visit from Billy and Marshall, who've come to see their new baby, who they haven't named yet because they're having trouble coming together on a name. And there's some, I thought, some fun back and forth where Stuart likes Tiffany, but (laughs) Claudia doesn't want her daughter to have a whore's name. That's That's my mother's name. I know. (laughs) So mean. And then we get some not-so-great ones. Uh, Claudia says, let's call her vodka, then at least we'll know you'll hold her tight and never let her go. I'm I guessing... the intervention do yeah, you take. Yeah, that's my note here, too. Yeah, don't knock the vodka. Wouldn't have a kid without it. Yeah, it was too simple a joke there. I thought they could have done better. They got off to a good start. This leads Marshall and Lily to wonder how difficult a time they're going to have naming their child, mm-hmm. and it starts right away. They decide to start with trying to name this baby. Looks like a... We had a Lisa, Emily, and... And a negative reaction from each other on their pick. Then they realize this could be a problem. We cut to McLaren's, and Marshall made a list of some awesome baby names. And another bad joke, actually, early on. But Ted calls it. Yeah, Ted warns him not to name him LeBron or Shaquille. No, Marshall decides he's not going to go with Shaquille either. Right, right, right. Yeah, on the same vein. Hakeem or Dikembe. Marshall suggests Rob. Rob. Now, we get a lot of name and response between Marshall and Lily here. All of Lily's responses are based on interactions she's had with the boys that are in her kindergarten class. Mm-hmm. So not Rob. He did a little honka-honka on her. And we've seen that, uh, the results of that in the pilot. That's right. Didn't that happen to you? You were, like, helping a special needs child as a job you once mm-hmm. had. And did you say he honka honk you? Literally the first day I met him, he had just turned three years old. It might have actually been his birthday. And he walked up and just went, both hands, grab. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> it's been so long since I've had that job that that child is an adult now. <laughs> that makes me feel comfortable. <laughs> We try Ryan. Ryan, I guess, stabbed Lily in the leg with a pencil. Yeah. Not Ryan. I mean, Marshall should have known that. That sounds like a dramatic incident. Oh, yeah. Johnny ate a goldfish. So they can't name a kid Johnny or Gil. And then Jeremy, and then we get a little um, replay or lampooning of the... Pearl Jam video named for the song Jeremy. And I think the video, I mean, the, the painting scene is very similar mm-hmm. to the video. But I feel like the story of the song is a kid coming back to shoot his class, or does he just the kill himself? Shoot, yeah, he kills himself. Okay. And that's reminiscent of the paint splatter. So yeah, a little dark. Um, I don't know if that would fly these days. So she says not Jeremy, and then she just says his stuff was derivative. <laughs> which is both how, which is, you know, sort of making... Turning in, in on itself because this is derivative of the Pearl Jam video, but also derivative of Pollock. Yeah, the way he was throwing paint on the campus. True, therefore and getting hurt. Reminds me of when Karen told Lily that her work was derivative of Van Gogh. 
early event go. Now, we had an agreement when we were going to have a baby. If it was a boy, I wanted Tyler, and you let me have my boy name. And if it was I a girl, <laughs> not really. Mm. I feel like our agreement was if it's a boy, I get to name the first one. If it's a girl, you yeah, get to name the first one. And then if it's a second girl, I'll name the second girl, vice versa with a boy. Yeah. So that was sort of our toss of the dice. Right. No, I still feel like I tried to convince you midway through my pregnancy. I guess those arguments didn't and you never, break through. You never fully landed on a girl. Now, I had a lot that I liked, but we you know, found out fairly early it was going to be a boy. Also, like a lot of the girls' names you loved, we then looked it up, and they were the most commonly used names. There was like Olivia, and no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gone with Olivia. I may have gone with like Amelia, or I think Hannah was probably my number one. Not Hannah. No, just kidding. <laughs> and I liked Madison for a girl. Yeah, I do too. And you liked Jacob. You liked Jacob for a boy, and that's what ended I wouldn't up being have Tyler's. named him Jacob. What, what else did you like? For I, a boy? I wanted to name him Noah. Oh, Noah. Okay. Yeah. That was my number one baby name. Actually, so that is one of the number one baby names the year he was born, and I think subsequent years, but there's no Noahs at his school that I've ever run into. <laughs> Robin suggests not Becky. Right? Marshall and Lily don't know why. That's Robin's co-anchor, and so we're going to spend a lot of this show on Robin's dislike of her, co- of her co-anchor. But then we get another little dig about how nobody ever watches her show. And she had Ted watch the show to confirm her opinion of Becky, and uh, Ted did watch it. He checked it out, and then we, before he gives his review, we cut to the news episode that he watched. Um... Robin's talking about peace talks, and it's Becky's turn. She's talking about Staten Island. A taco owner was robbed at gunpoint, and then she said, "Oh, that's so sad. And she's really having issue with how sad all this news is. <laughs> right. She wants to skip to the story about a horsey, because she loves horsies. But, oh, the horsey died. Guys, this news is all really sad. So Robin wants, we cut back to McLaren's. Robin wants Ted's review. He thinks she's charming. I mean, it's really unclear how Becky has a job. Like, this is not how you read the news. This is very cartoonish right. of hiring a woman because she has some quality that men are going to like about her. But does it really matter at a th- show that airs at 3 a.m.? They're probably getting more viewers right now than they've had. Maybe. It's unclear what kind of journalistic history Becky has. Robin's wondering why the little girl act works on men. Barney's got a short version. Well, Barney isn't here for the for the like prior parts of this conversation. He like just comes in like right at this part and offers his expertise. Who's your daddy? And then we get a back and forth on whether that's creepy or not. Yeah, a lot of strong opinions that who's your daddy is very creepy. Robin thinks that there's no way a guy could pick up a girl going around talking like a little boy. And Barney immediately accepts that challenge that no one challenged him to. He says he will pick up a girl whilst talking like a little boy. <laughs> And Lily has her own list of baby names. She starts off with Tara. Marshall doesn't want Tara, because Tara was the hottest girl in his high school. They were all, like, obsessed with her. They didn't just talk about her and fantasize about her. They wrote songs about her, and we get a flashback to Marshall's high school. It's him and three friends in an acapella. 
it's act in a hallway as Tara's walking through it. And yes, she is stunning. She looks like she belongs on 90210. I think probably more like married with children. Like she'd be one of the <laughs> friends of Christina Applegate's character or something. Like just, just okay. ridiculously attractive. But yeah, the, the look that guys have going on is, is something else. Pastel button-downs, jean shorts, Timberlands with socks. Yeah, it's definitely... Marshall's got the jorts on. I think they all do. They have, like, matching outfits, right? I didn't think they were that matching, but I'd have to look at it again. Yeah, I think they're all in the same thing, except they have different color, like, pastel shirts. And Marshall's holding a cane a la Boys to Men, and actually this... Tune is to the tune of End of the Road by Boys to Men. Yeah, I mean, is this outfit Boys to Men also? They wore jean shorts with, okay. like, button-up shirts tucked in. Okay. And Timberlands. And boots and Timberlands, <laughs> yeah. And I like how they, they sing it. <laughs> you can see Marshall's rat tail in full <laughs> It's like full coming view. around to the front. And after they <laughs> done singing it, he drops his cane and they just all run out cartoonishly. <laughs> I mean, Tara looks flattered. Well, she's pretty happy with this. Yeah. Even her friends are smiling about it. <laughs> Lily suggests Esther, and then we get a cut to a strip joint a flashback. Marshall and Barney are at 10.30 in the morning for some reason. Yeah, to eat prime rib at 10.30. It's a little early for that. Yeah. But Marshall doesn't seem to really want to be there. He doesn't want to see a naked woman dance at 10.30 in the morning. Um, Barney points out to him that she doesn't. She she gets naked, but she doesn't dance. We don't see her, and this gets back to my thing of I'd rather them not be seen than be there lap dancing in clothes, which doesn't happen at strip clubs. This is at least this works for me. You're gonna bring this up every time. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of strip joint scenes in this show for some reason, which but was also on cable TV. <laughs> some so somehow she we see what's coming out. Of her, We assume everything's <laughs> coming out of her vagina, but she somehow inflates a balloon with helium and then <laughs> shoots it across the room <laughs> with a dart out of her vagina. And then she shoots a deck of playing cards out. <laughs> the one then, that lands at Barney's face is his card. Yeah, which I, mean, I, I like that touch. That's impressive. And then some sort of confetti bomb comes out. Hey, everyone has different talents. Give it up for Esther. <laughs> Marshall says, not Esther. And then decides he needs a drink immediately, and Ted needs to come with him. Ted points out that Marshall's list is entirely boys' names. Marshall admits that he's really nervous about the idea of having a girl. For example, being one of the girl's dads that's you know works at yeah. the strip club. Or even Tara, where you know, boys are serenading her in the hallway. Yeah. He doesn't like that idea either. So we get a little fantasy cut to the same group of guys... Is it the same group? Yeah, it's oh, the three guys without him. <laughs> and he's walking through school with his daughter, and they're singing the same song. <laughs> All of the girls are going, Marshall's daughter. <laughs> right. Your booty is so smooth. I mean, clearly he hasn't thought of a girl's name, because in all of these imagined scenarios, it's just Marshall's daughter. Then the other one is on the main stage, Marshall's daughter. And she comes out and says, he screwed up my childhood. That's why I do this. <laughs> As he's like also on the stage trying to cover her with hmm. his coat. He has no idea how to raise a daughter. What if she makes bad choices? What if she winds up dating some? And then he goes, oh, God. And then we get another fantasy cut, too. He's at the strip club with his daughter, who now wants to introduce him to her new boyfriend. And turning around is a Neil Patrick Harris with 
like overly plastic looking face job <laughs> yeah. and horrible wig. Yeah. And his face doesn't move. Yeah, super Botoxed with a facelift, maybe. It's it's real unclear what's happening, but it's super creepy. Yeah, it is really creepy, but it's funny when they start making down in front of So, me. and I'm trying to do the math on this. So, this was, what was this, 2010? Are we in 2011 yet? I'm not sure. All right. Well, let's just say, say it's 2010. Say they have this baby. It'll be 2011. Now this baby would be... Let's call her 18. Well, I'm just saying, so now it would be, the baby would be about 12, and we know what Neil Patrick Harris slash Barney looks like now, so are we guessing in another six to ten years <laughs> Well, it's all just Barney a, as a character would be, like, that it's, Botox? It's just a fantasy. Well, it's, I know. <laughs> it's, it can't be based on anything. We don't, he doesn't <laughs> know what Barney's going to look like towards the end of the show run. I mean, is that what you're asking? Like, well, it's you know, how old would he be? I mean, I guess he would be like. 55. Well, first of all, Marshall looked the same age in this scene. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was strange. Like, okay. Usually, when they flash forward on Marshall, he's he he's does bald. not look good. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's just his, you know, nightmare scenario. Okay. I'm back on track. Marshall says he doesn't want a girl. He just wants a little boy. And then Ted looks around saying, that's not what it sounds like, folks. We're going to get two of these. Mm-hmm. And in neither one of them are anybody paying attention to them. <laughs> exactly. He's so I get it's kind of funny, to. but it's, it's, it's not like everyone turns around when he says it. Right. We cut to Marshall's apartment. And he's getting onto a video chat with his mom and dad. They have a little bit of fun with old people not understanding how close to stand to it how close to get to a camera on a computer screen. Mm-hmm. And then he expresses his concern about maybe having a daughter. And he points out that they might not be able to relate because they had three boys. Yeah. Which is his mom says, or his dad says it's just dumb luck, but then asks Judy to leave and get him a brewski. Judy asks if Marshall wants anything. <laughs> I'm a computer mom. I like that line. Right. Um, yeah, so. total coinky dink. It was no coinky dink. Right. And then Marvin goes on a real long-winded tangent about how to make boys. Right. Number one, avoid lemons. Their baby fertil. Their baby girl fertilizer. Uh, Marshall points out that there's no data that anything like this would work, and mm-hmm. I like Marvin's turnaround. Hey, there's no. Other scientific data to support. He's like pretending to push glasses. Right. So he's sort of nerd shaming his son. And then says that, you know, his dad had all sons, his grandfather had all sons, great grandfather. And he says, scoreboard, which takes us back to when Marshall is defending the way his dad raised him during the basketball episode. Mm -hmm. And he goes, scoreboard, pointing to himself like his dad raised him right, scoreboard. Right. So this was sort of a little bit of a callback. Okay. We cut back to the news station. Robin's talking about the G8, and Becky just comes into the frame. Ask she, me what I did yesterday. Yeah, she's poking Robin. She has an insanely <laughs> gleeful look on her face. It's just <laughs> hilarious. Robin doesn't want to interrupt the news segment, but Mike the cameraman's like, Robin, lighten up, Robin. Now, Mike's a cameraman. He has no call on this. <laughs> yes, he can point the camera where he wants, but... Yeah, it's unclear what it's his It's not role like he's is. a producer. Is there a producer or a director? Or is it there just... have been, and it's never been Mike. He's always just been the cameraman. Yeah, that's true. So Becky says she's new in town, and she met the sweetest man, and guys, New York's kind of cool. She does a lot of whispering loud. <laughs> yes. We do this at the dinner table to tease Tyler a lot. <laughs> you know I can hear you. 
Robin tries to go back on the news, and Mike is just staying on the shot of Becky. Right. And she she asks, can she get in the shot? And you can see the camera. The camera goes, like, go, shakes, shakes said no. Yeah, she said no. And she says, Becky continues that she met this cutie patootie who took her to this bar, McLaren's, right underneath his apartment. Robin gets this right away. Did you go out with Ted Mosby? <laughs> Becky says yes. She went out with Robin's roommate. She saw Robin's bedroom. She's a messy Bessie. <laughs> Just the best line. <laughs> <laughs> and the way she delivers and the faces she's making when she talks like a baby. I mean, it's just the, the comedic timing for this actress is really good. <laughs> I mean, I, messy Bessie has to come up around here at least, what, once every three every or four time weeks? On, every time we say the word messy, <laughs> Bessie ultimately comes in behind it. Robin retorts, in other news later today, a Manhattan architect gets punched in the throat. And then immediately cut to <laughs> McLaren's, ow! Yeah, cut to Ted holding his throat. And, you know, Robin's calling him out. Like, you would go out with her, you know, she calls her an eight-year-old girl, and then we get the Not other. it sounds like folks. Yeah. But, you know, Robin's like, you know, basically saying, like, I spent all this time telling you how much I hate her. Like, what are you doing? Well, it wasn't a date. Becky came over to the apartment looking for Robin. And then we cut to... Ted and Robin's apartment, where Becky enters, saying she made Robin her famous chocolate chip cookies, but used gummy bears. No, she used gummy bales. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I know I didn't say it correctly. Gummy bales. Gummy, I can't even. I Try can't it even. with me. Gummy bales. Gummy bales. Yeah. <laughs> like B-E-O-W-S. Bales. Do you want me to start talking like this? I don't know. <laughs> Let's try it one night. I mean, I do freak out about spiders. We got that going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Becky freaks out over a spider that's in the apartment. Robin says, let me guess, you act like a helpless little girl. You stepped on it, the big strong man. <laughs> to, I don't know if that's totally true. And somehow it turns into a western? <laughs> <laughs> he stomps on it. It's okay, little darling. Becky says, poor spider. Hey, 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 hey. Spiders gotta die so trees can grow. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It doesn't mean anything, which is why it's so funny. <laughs> it's his delivery. He could have said anything in that exactly. tone. But I love that they went with like just the most nonsensical thing. It's sort of funny that the he didn't really kill a spider. It crawled off in his bedroom. That's why he tried sleeping on the couch. <laughs> right. Yeah, I slept. Barney, you know, approaches, you know. He's lamenting, talking like a little boy is not working. We get a bunch of flashes of him trying this, and I f- it's real like, bad. Do you want to wrestle with our special bathing suit places? <laughs> oh, other than that, the rest were kind of stupid. Okay, we're back at Marshall and Lily's. They're in bed. They're getting ready to try and do some baby making, but Marshall needs to get ready first. Right. So he runs off to the bathroom, and we have kind of like replays of what Marvin told him. Ancient Norse wisdom. So, uh, since we have two Swedish listeners, can you give us any background? Is this how the Vikings passed down generations of <laughs> making sure they make baby boys? All right, back to the show. There must be three things that happen to make sure he, <laughs> he goes before you lay with your maiden. I mean, that's wisdom. You have to eat pickled herring. Eat it! <laughs> and then... Yeah, Marshall's, like, hesitating eating it, and then he imagines the strip club again. With Barney in it again. Right, where apparently now... she's now pregnant, yeah. Getting married on the oh, strip yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, you're right. 
And I like Lily's there in all black with like a veil sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> we cut over to McLaren's. A little more Barney trying to pick up on women with the voice. I, I didn't mind. I wet myself. Will you change me? Really? Out of all the things, that was like some of the more somewhat entertaining ones. <laughs> Barney comes back again. You know, challenge forfeited. Nobody cares about this. Barney's like apologizing to them and crying. <laughs> right. They don't care. And he's, he's, get, he's getting ready to leave. And as he's leaving, he overhears a couple guys at the bar. One, one guy, one, one dude saying to his friend, and we've never seen these guys before. Right. Hey, Gerard, what's with that shirt? Nobody could pick up a chick wearing that thing. It's like a glossy orange shirt. <laughs> yeah. And then Barney jumps back. Challenge, ex- what's wrong with me? Uh, I will point out that this is very similar to the shirt Barney was wearing to the club, where it's shiny, shiny things. Yeah, his girls, was like, like a silver. <laughs> right. This one was much louder. Ted tells Robin, you know, he's glad that Barney gave up this challenge. It was creepy watching him talk like a little kid. Robin makes a comment about how Ted probably has to cut Becky's steak with a knife, and how he Ted's. For your information, Becky doesn't like steak. She likes paschetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> And then, it, you know, it comes out, he, she makes him feel needed. Which Robin never did. Right. Which Robin is, like, upset about a little bit. Yeah, this is sort of a wrong path, but it wasn't too harmful to the episode, I don't think. Right. All right, now we're back at Marshall and Lily's. The second step is getting ice and dunking your junk right in there? Yeah, I, I, I didn't know if it was, like, all three. Probably just the... Well, it does the berries <laughs> and not the twig, because that would make it shrinky dink. I mean, wouldn't putting the berries in do the same thing? Probably just to the sack. Probably not to the wiener itself. <laughs> the scientific term I see we're using. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not sure where to settle on here. <laughs> and then the third thing is, you know, the woman needs to be pointed Point due north. And so, I don't know if you noticed this, but he like in, goes in the box, grabs a compass, and then goes to the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> and I you hear that. Marvin yelling, Erickson! <laughs> as he's finishing up, telling him these things. Which Marshall repeats as he goes out the door. And now we're back at the bar. Robin and Ted are continuing the conversation about, you know, if she makes it, made him feel needed. He says that she always took care of everything or charge of everything. So we get a, her paying for a pizza, then pulling around on a couch and her kind of taking it over. And then Ted thinks someone's trying to break in. We see Robin coming out. And she's always saying, I got this. Right. That's sort of her. I don't see any issues with any of these things. Like, why is Ted being such a whiny baby? Well, I don't think Ted would be comfortable with Robin having a shotgun at his house. Well, but you outside can't. of that. Yeah, it's kind of unclear how that shotgun made it from her house to his house. Like, <laughs> he has to know it was there. It's not small. <laughs> yeah, you don't... It wasn't in her air purse. Yeah, it's not tucked away in a drawer. But that's not what he said. It wasn't like you brought guns in my house. It was, you were going to take charge of the situation. And that made me feel not needed. Yeah, I don't know what the big deal is either. Uh, his argument is that guys like to feel needed sometimes. And maybe that's true. I can't say yes or no. I don't have a big opinion on this. <laughs> I definitely need you for a lot of stuff, so... <laughs> Yes. Who knows how you would feel if I didn't. Well, it's a nice trade-off that you need me for a lot of things, but you also tend to let me make a lot of decisions Mm -hmm. as a trade-off. So it it, it tends to work out. True. All I really want is to control the TV remote and the thermostat. (laughs) 
pretty much everything else, I, I don't mind you making a lot of decisions on. Although I usually choose what we're eating for dinner because I do much of the cooking. Mm-hmm. And if we had to wait for me, it would be like 30 minutes of me just trying to decide. Mm-hmm. Well, Ted gets interrupted. Becky's trapped in a revolving door, which I'm picturing would be really hard to text from. I don't think so. Why? If you're trapped in a revolving door, like, aren't you getting dizzy after a while? Oh, I didn't think that it kept going around and around. I thought that um, it was stuck, stationary. Mm, it's funnier if it's still going around. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, Robin, you know, takes a check and says, I got this. Marshall, we were back to the Erickson bedroom. Marshall's ready to go as they get in bed together. <laughs> Lily goes, whoa, baby, you're packing snowballs. Your breath smells. I didn't really care for the mermaid fart, right. but... That's why I left that part worst. out. Um, then Marshall tries to move her due north. Lily sees what he's trying to do. Marshall's wondering how she knows about this. She looked up having... Oh, and then he notices lemons in the corner. <laughs> like a cut-in for Marvin. Baby girl fertilizer! <laughs> so Lily reveals that she wants to have a girl. She's had too many boys in her classes that are horrible. And so she looked up online and finally found a good site of how to make a girl, which was having to do with eating a lemon and heating up your lady parts to a balmy 105 degrees. And which she's, south. Which she kind of likes. <laughs> Marshall's going to get mad at her, but he, you know, confesses she's just doing the exact same thing he's doing. Right. And so we see kind of at the same time that she's heating her lady parts um, is when he's in the bathroom yelling Erickson. <laughs> so they're all doing this at the same time. Marshall points out that whenever there's a creepy kid in a horror movie, it's always a girl. That is so not true. That is not even a little bit true. That's weird. I, th- I feel like the only one was the twins in The Shining. I mean, you got Damien a- in The Omen. He's right. a lot more famous. Well, I mean, there was The Exorcist Girl, and there's been a few movies out in the last ten years that have had little girls. Or The Children of the Core and the Leader was a little boy. Okay. I never saw that. I don't know. Annabelle's a doll. It's a girl. That, yeah, that's sort of equivalent to Chucky, isn't it? That's like the yeah. Chucky trade-off. Yeah. All right. So, I don't know. I don't think Marshall's really speaking truth here, but... You know that Annabelle was a true story? Yeah. The, what's their names? Oh, shoot, I just... The Warrens. Wouldn't you love to meet them? I would love to meet them. They're definitely dead. Oh, are they? Oh, oh I, yeah. Well, I thought some of the movies they've been in are, like, the, in the 70s. It, like, took place in the 70s. Yeah. But I think, actually, I think she just died in the last few years, Lorraine Warren. Did Annabelle do it? <laughs> I mean, she was old. <laughs> I think she was in her 90s. I think the husband died. Oh, like, a super, super long time ago, but before her. Remember when we were going to Key West, The dry, on the drive between Miami and Key West, you could stop at this little museum that had a doll in there that sort of had a similar background story to Annabelle, mm-hmm. and I wanted to go. I wanted us to stop to go see it, and you're like, no way. I don't we remember that a little that. bit, but I'm on board with that decision. <laughs> you stand, you that stand stuff with, can follow you. You stand with past Jen. Yeah. No, I listen to enough spooky podcasts. That stuff can follow you. Did did we ever tell the story to the listeners about Tyler and the evil seashell? I think so. Okay. I don't know when, but I'm sure we did. Okay. If, if we haven't, let us know. <laughs> All right, we're, we're at Barney's apartment. Robin shows up, asks him if she ever made him feel needed. He says, absolutely not. This whole time he's got his like, shirt unbuttoned. Mm-hmm. 
And Barney turns this into a compliment. I do like, you know, who's your daddy to Robin Scherbatsky? No, no, no guy's going to say who's your daddy to Robin Scherbatsky. You're your own daddy. Then it gets a little weird where she wants to tell him something. She wants to ask him right. something. She seems like she's going to ask him something intimate. But it just ends up being, who's that crazy chick in the apron? Right. And it's some girl talking. I don't What would you describe her speech pattern I as? I mean, it's kind of baby talk, too, but... It's as if you're an adult talking to a baby. Yeah. And trying to sound like the baby. Right. So she says, someone naughty left his toys on the floor and needs to be spanked on his tushy-tush. Um, Barney celebrates the accomplishment, but then asks Robin to get rid of him, and she's like, I got this. Which is funny, because initially he seemed into it. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah, turns out they met at the bar, because Barney gave up and was just, like, housing an ice cream sundae, and for some reason she asked if she could share some, which is a weird thing to... And then he was acting like a little kid, yeah. Someone needs to teach you how to share. And then she pulls a, who's your mommy? But did Robin grab, like, a sword or something? I saw her grab something. Yeah, I think it was a sword. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I didn't think much about it. We're back with Stuart and Claudia. And they finally came to a name. There was a baby emergency at the hospital, and they just settled on Hester. Which Marshall reacts very strongly to, but nobody knows why. So we get back with Marshall and Lily, and uh, there's some kind of not-so-great talk back and forth about the weight of the baby and right. they decided to name it a name that could work for a boy or a girl and they say Jamie at the same time so they think they got their name but then cut to McLaren's and Lily walks in and says not Jamie turns around and there's handprints on her butt with like pink prints I feel like it would be really hard to name a kid if you were a teacher yeah maybe there might be, there might be kids teachers like <laughs> that's true and then the final scene, I, I, I don't know if I like this scene or not, but we get Ted in the park with Becky. I guess he just got her an ice cream, a really big ice cream <laughs> like cone. Like a triple scoop. And he's going, oh, your shoes are untied, I'll get that. And then he looks over and there's a man tying his little girl's shoes. Well, and, and they have the exact same red dresses. Yeah, on, I was like, going to say, the outfit, she got like very much like a baby girl dress on with like knee socks. And Ted decides that this is over. <laughs> Now, I'm trying to think of the other times he's done this, but there's been quite a few times where Ted's like, yeah, I'm out of here, and just walks away from women without saying anything else (laughs) or explaining. (laughs) Can you think of the other time? Do you agree he's done this before? Well, he did it with Royce, right? That was her name? Yeah, I I gotta go, or you gotta go. At least Royce. Okay, that's the end of the episode. Where do you think I rank this? All right, you seemed very high on this episode. So, I'm going to go 66. No, 12. 12? Yes, very high on Whoa. this episode. I, wow, I'm without speech. I cannot believe that this made <laughs> top 20. Yeah, I was a little surprised too, but there were so many things that we would refer back to in it, the singing with... For um, with Marshall and his friends and <laughs> the messy Bessie. Like, mm-hmm. all the Becky stuff was so good in this. Right. And then the flashbacks from Marshall and then the fantasy flashes. 
of Marshall's daughter as mm-hmm. the stripper, and then old Barney, old <laughs> plastic Barney. Right. There was just a lot going on here that I really enjoyed. What was your favorite joke? Um, my favorite joke was obviously the messy Bessie, but also coupled up with <laughs> Robin's. In other news, later today, a Manhattan architect gets punched in the throat. <laughs> it was a good twofer. So my favorite was also Messy Bessie. <laughs> and then my least favorite, I think, was probably all the don't name him after a pro basketball player okay. sequence. But also the, the don't knock the vodka wouldn't have a kid without it. That was just a little too simple. Mm-hmm. Well, I will also go with what I thought was a very simple joke was the zoom in on the parent's eyeball when they're trying to Skype. Oh, I liked it. And I even had you back up to it, and then I noticed you didn't laugh. So, And I didn't like it the first time. <laughs> I just didn't tell you. Oh, what do you mean? Because you weren't looking at it. I saw it, yeah. Oh, I just okay. glanced up real quick and saw it. Got it. But, you know, it wasn't terrible, but it just seemed, again, like, very easy. All right. I'll read uh, Felix's email, but I did want to mention that we've got a good run of, of episodes coming up here. Yeah. Yeah, next up is Canning Randy. Yes. Which has some good stuff with trying to fire Randy. Mm-hmm. Wait, but you send it downtown? You didn't mean to shred it? <laughs> and then also the Robin taking on the commercial. Because mm-hmm. Becky's boats, boats, boats. <laughs> boats, boats, boats. Yes. After that, it's Natural History, which I think is kind of a 50 like 50 episode. Annoying. I think Lily's annoying in it. Yeah. But there's some funny stuff with Ted and, oh my God, you're actually wearing a monocle. (laughs) And we meet the captain. Yeah, and there's some fun back and forth between uh, Ted and and Zoe. And that'll be the first time us meeting the captain, right? Yes, it will. After that, we have Glitter. Okay. Which is a good one with Robin's old TV show and then her her partner and baby, um, sorry, Lily going nuts about... All the baby stuff that she's got to get ready to do. I forget what Ted's deal is in this. And then after that, it's Blitzgiving. Nice. Yeah, so we've got a good run coming up. Tune in, folks. All right, Felix. Hello again. This is one of the worst episodes of the whole show. (laughs) And you rated it number 12. I had to strongly disagree with you there, Felix. Felix was the one that gave his... Episodes two or I, I can't remember else. now. Okay. Nothing in this episode is good. Oh, no. Not even Messy Bessie? I don't think it translates in uh, Sweden. Maybe. Marshall's and Lily's storyline is just weird, and Barney's storyline is, is just disgusting, and all baby talk is very strange, and Becky is not funny at all. Some strong opinions. I like it. The worst joke is, if they weren't for vodka, we wouldn't have been a baby. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. The best joke, there were not. But have a good day. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this email. P.S. I have not watched the 90s show because I don't want to be disappointed because when they make new series out of old shows, they are for the most part bad. Can we find an exception to that? When they make hmm. new series out of old shows. I mean, I like. How much your father's like the most immediate example right. I can think of? But well, I was what, thinking of And Just Like That. Which I enjoyed. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. I I liked it. I think you liked it. Yeah, I do like it. I, I find a lot of the characters to be very annoying now. But overall, I kind of enjoyed I mean, having them back. Yeah. I mean, 
We've been rewatching Sex in the City. They're annoying back then too. There's neither of us have watched the Fuller House, right? So we can't speak to that. What else is there? And what are, when they make a new series out of old shows? I was gonna say, did like spinoffs count? Like, I don't we, think so. Okay. No, I don't think we can count spinoffs. Um, what else has come back? So I don't have a There's count. Girl Meets World, but obviously that's more of a kid show. And I didn't watch that. And was there a crossover with characters on that? Yeah, I think I there was. I think, so. I think there was a relation there. Oh, I think Corey's like the dad now. That Isn't was it? my guess, but like, yeah, because I haven't seen any of it, so I can't say for sure. Saved by the Bell? That works. That's a good one. That got canceled. Did I tell you? Oh, no. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Bummed. Doesn't, isn't, doesn't everyone love it as much as us? I guess I'm not. Amazed. I, I mean, I thought it was really good. <laughs> a gr- strong agree. Okay. So with all that said, if we think any more, we'll mention it next time. But thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And be sure to write us at runklerecaps at gmail.com. And until next week with Ken and Randy. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.